0: welcome to locked on kentucky your daily kentucky podcast on the locked on podcast network i'm curtis birch host and producer on news radio 630 wlap the home of the cats right here in lexington and i'm kyle tucker of the
1: athletic and together curtis and i are here every day monday through friday talking to cats it's a big deal to the big blue nation you can hear it right here on the locked on podcast network
0: this is edition of the show, which is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We are going to be talking SEC tournament because the bracket is official. Um, the NCAA selection chair had some interesting comments. LSU had a weird scene, and we might dip our toe into some bracketology. Uh, let's start out, Kyle. Though obviously with the finalized SEC bracket, it it was what we thought it was going to be. Vandy let us all down and couldn't couldn't let a uh, couldn't. Um, pull off their first wing of the conference season at LSU.
1: At LSU, without Javante Smart, without Nas Reed, without uh, Will Wade, still lost by like 30. That's a terrible, terrible Vanderbilt team. Now 0-18 in the SEC, and I picked them to win the SEC tournament. (laughs) Not really.
0: (laughs) But it sets up uh, Kentucky, the two-seed, which I think we discussed on the last podcast, Calipari celebrating the fact that they get to play at 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Local Time in Nashville. He'll face the winner of Alabama and Ole Miss. Can which matchup is tougher for Kentucky? Would you ch- kind of think, Kyle?
1: Well, the better matchup is Ole Miss because it gives you a chance for another to add another quad one win. Uh, if you beat Ole Miss and you beat Tennessee, I, I think you're the one seed. Um, Alabama would offer them an opportunity to avenge their only uh, their their only uh, SEC loss to a. a not good team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I think Ole Miss is the better team and it would be the better win. Yeah. Um, be a challenge. I mean, they they won at Ole Miss. I think they beat Ole Miss on a neutral. Well, not even neutral. It would obviously be like a, a home game uh, there. I mean, I, I would be surprised if Kentucky doesn't get to the semifinal. And then the question is just, uh, does anybody knock Tennessee out before that? Um, you, I think you don't, I think you root for Tennessee if you're Kentucky. Mississippi State is probably the other option there. Um, They've already swept Mississippi State. Doesn't do much for them to win against Mississippi State again. I I don't think it would make a a super compelling case in terms of a one seed if you beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State um, to get to the final. So um, I think Tennessee will get there. I think Kentucky will get there. I mean, there's going to be you know you and I were on Tom Leach's show this morning as we're recording on Monday. Uh, And he made a great point that, you know, there's a likelihood of a Kentucky-Tennessee SEC semifinal and a uh, Duke-Carolina ACC semifinal, Mm -hmm. and that essentially those two games will be for one seeds. I think you can make a pretty strong case for that. I definitely think the Duke-Carolina game is for a one seed and, uh, you know,
0: probably Kentucky-Tennessee as well. You you mentioned the fact that It'll probably be a home crowd for Kentucky. It won't be a neutral site against Ole Miss. Do you have any kind of idea or thought about the Tennessee contingent that'll be down there? Because, you know, we talked about it in Knoxville. There was low turnout for Kentucky fans comparatively to years past in Knoxville when Tennessee came to Lexington.
1: It was about as big a... Visiting crowd number as we've seen in a long time. Yeah. John
0: Calipari said as much. First time that he'd actually noticed fans yep. uh, in the arena, opposing fans in the arena. So, is do you think it? A you know, the last couple of years it's been crazy leaning towards Kentucky. I, I kind of feel like there might be a a huge portion of orange. Well, they're in Tennessee.
1: Yes, there's a bunch of you know. There's uh, Vanderbilt doesn't have like a massive fan base in Nashville. I mean, there's more probably, almost certainly more. UT fans than there are Vandy fans in Nashville. Uh, you're only two and a half hours from their campus, and people are really excited about this Tennessee team. I mean, they put 20,000 people in their home arena. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, 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 that's that's the one thing. Although, I'm trying to remember. I think last year when they played Tennessee in the title game, there were a good number of Tennessee fans there, but there were more I think substantially more still Kentucky. And that was out in St. Louis. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot that we weren't in Nashville. Um, (laughs) St. Louis, you're determined to get that one through. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the one game of the tournament where they, you know, they won't have just a, probably just an overwhelming uh, majority of the fans, I would imagine Tennessee fans, once they realized they had such a special season cooking, were, started buying up the tournament yeah uh, packages. So
0: that's what I was getting. I'm ju- I'm just curious to see how that that kind of uh, figures out. And I would venture to guess, you know, whoever loses in that theoretical semifinal, Kentucky or Tennessee, on the flip side, whoever comes out of the other upper side of the bracket, be it you know I, I, LSU, Auburn, South Carolina, you Florida. know. Uh, Arkansas, Florida. No, the no,
1: 8-9 game is Florida-Arkansas, and that's who will play LSU in the quarters. And then you've got uh, Auburn playing a Missouri-Georgia winner. Auburn is the five seed. I think we'll get a Auburn-South Carolina quarterfinal. Yes. South Carolina, to me, is a team to watch in the top of that bracket. Um, they finished they finished the fourth seed in the SEC, and they have no shot of going to the NCAA tournament unless they win the yeah. SEC tournament because they were so bad in the non-conference, they're only one game over five hundred. It's. I mean, they're a bizarre team, and yeah. and you know Frank Martin made a point about, uh, you know, why should it matter, um, you know, when you win because you know they've got teams that won a bunch in the pre- in the in the uh, non conference but haven't done as well in the conference play but they're they're, you know, widely considered in but South Carolina, you know, struggled early and won late. Why should it matter when? Uh, I mean, you just can't be as bad as they were. I yes. mean, so let's see. I'm trying to. They went. 11 and 7 in the league, and they're only one game over 500. So they went 5 and 8 in non conference. I mean, you can't do that. No. And they had at least one. I remember looking at this a while back. I mean, they lost to Stony Brook, 170th in Ken Palm. And the unforgivable loss for South Carolina was to Wyoming, which is 315th in Ken Palm, 8 and 23 Wyoming. South Carolina lost to. Um, that's
0: coached by former Kentucky player. Yes, Allen Edwards.
1: Yep. And so I mean, you know, they lost to Virginia and Clemson and Wofford, a really good team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, I. But uh, you you know, there's no forgiving that. So so the only way the only way to the tournament for them is to win the SEC, and I think there's a decent shot. Like they, all things set up pretty good for them if they can get past Auburn in the quarters. Because I think I just have a hard time believing LSU, with everything going on, is going to you know win three games in three days and yes, and win uh, the SEC tournament.
0: And, and we're going to get to LSU a little bit more in the next segment. But I just I, my pick right now, and maybe I'm kind of leaning too much on preseason expectations and thoughts. But I like Auburn to yeah. come out of that top side of that bracket. I, I I mean they maybe I'm also playing a little bit most recency bias since they had that nice win over Tennessee, and when I saw them down in Auburn, I mean, that was a as, close, as far as Kentucky's been pushed for most of the SEC, you know, in a, in a game in which Kentucky came out on top. They got a lot of good guards, obviously. You know, it's a cliche because there's some truth in it. You know, guards win in, in tournament time. So I kind of, that's where I'm kind of penciling in, and, and rounding back to what I was going to say about the, the semifinal with Kentucky-Tennessee, Auburn fans, or South Carolina LSU fans, whoever makes that final, you should just go and pick off the Tennessee and Kentucky fans whoever loses that because they're going to be looking oh, to sell be a tickets. lot of
1: tickets for sale coming out of that game uh, from the loser. Yeah, I mean, Auburn's won six of its last seven and four straight. They, they beat Tennessee, obviously, to deny Tennessee a share of an SEC championship. You know, when you look back early in the season, I mean, we thought Auburn was one of those teams. They shared the SEC title a year ago. They had the bulk of that team back, plus they added a couple guys. They, you know... They were one of the only teams that really challenged full strength Duke early on. Yes, I mean in the like fifth game of the season, they took Duke to the wire. Was it in Maui? Yes. Um, they beat Xavier. They beat Arizona. They destroyed Washington, which is like the runaway winner of the Pac-12. Even though Washington's sliding lately, yeah. Just... But I mean, you know, they that's like a twenty-five win Washington. Yeah, team. no, I, I think... um, you know, they beat a, a decent Dayton team. They beat Murray State. I mean, that's not a, that's not an insignificant win. They got some, some good quality wins and, and really challenged Duke in the non conference. They they started two and four in the SEC and and that really yeah. put them in a hole. Um I mean, since then they're nine and three in the league. Um I I mean I think you're right that if you're picking just like on logic Auburn is probably would probably be my favorite to win that top or to to get to the final yeah. out of the top half of the bracket. Yep. But I think that'll be a really good game, Auburn South Carolina, for the chance to maybe get to LSU.
0: Coming up next, we're going to talk about that LSU team and the weird scene that happened down in Baton Rouge. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Skyline Chili. We've been talking about Skyline Chili for a while now. Obviously, you know how much we enjoy the chili, the cheese, the conies, those things. I've told you guys a couple times that my normal normal order is about three cheese conies, onions and, and onions and mustard on them. I go all the way with it. I like it that way. Uh, you know, you got the mounds of cheese on everything that goes goes by there. The, the store uh, that we frequent most over on Richmond Road is fantastic. It's a really cool spot. You can go there if you're on your way home through their drive-through real quick, or you can go inside and, and catch a quick meal, sit down. It's kind of like a fast, easy meal. That is just delicious. So go check out your local Skyline Chili. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What chant was weirder? Free Will Wade or Joe Must Go from LSU fans, specifically the student section. And if you're unfamiliar, obviously, Joe, uh, how do you say his last name? Joe Masato. Yeah, Joe Masato. (laughs) People want him out. Alive? Yeah. Aliva, I think. Aliva? Okay. Aliva. Yeah, that's it. Joe Aliva is the AD. And when he he went and took his seat during this game, people were chanting at him, Joe must go. And then they wanted Will Wade freed because Will Wade was suspended for this game. <laughs> it's a weird scene. Yeah. Uh
1: I mean it's one of the strangest maybe the strangest like coronations of a conference champion it's their first in a decade uh at lsu that you'll ever see i mean you have protests people wanting their i mean think about has it ever happened that on a game that a team is clinching a a league championship people have banners for the ad to be fired
0: I mean, there's probably <laughs> yeah. there's probably some example out there, but nothing that comes to like mind.
1: why or how. I can't imagine why would you ever be in the mo in the mindset of fire our ad as- on the night you're winning a championship.
0: People's just I can't. Know. I
1: bet it's the first time ever. Uh, and then the idea, like, well, we know our coach is caught on a federal wiretap and is probably nailed to the wall on buying trying to buy players, but free will wait. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, it speaks. Uh, it speaks to the mindset of most sports fans. Like, I just want to win. <laughs> yes. Anyone, uh, look, I get. Like, I'm not like trying to be a moralist about because I, I am a, of the belief that players should get paid. But I also am the, of the belief that if you set a like standard of rules that have to be followed, in order for you know X, Y, and Z, like I think people should be able to smoke marijuana if they want to, and in a lot of places you can. But if you work for a company that says you can't and you fail a drug test or you get caught with marijuana, you lose your job. Tough. Like that's tough. It's too bad. Like you're not, you're not allowed to, right? Like, and if you do, that's also fine. It doesn't offend me at all. Like you just have to understand that that's the consequence. And it's the same thing with this. It's like, I think the player should be able to get paid or at least, Profit off their likeness, which would solve all this stuff. I don't know why we can't just let these guys profit off their own likeness. Um, set it up in a trust, and they get it when they get out of school. Whatever you want to do. But it doesn't matter. That's not the rules right now. And this dude, willfully, if this is accurate, allegedly, was out there just straight up trying to buy players. Like, straight up. <laughs> I mean, what was it, a good-ass offer? Yes. Uh, a strong-ass offer. Um, do I get one more curse word before we get a FCC yeah. fine? Uh, um, you,
0: you mentioned marijuana, so yeah. we, might, we might already be there. I don't know.
1: We're, but it's just amazing to me that, like, I mean, any, any level of common sense
0: would say, like, okay, of course we had to suspend our coach. <laughs> I mean, yeah. of, of course you did. And the other weird thing, and I think it was Gary Parrish of CBS who had this picture... And, I mean, it wasn't like he took the picture. He just took it from his TV. But Javante, Javante smart. smart cutting down the nets.
1: Suspended Javante Smart. S- and like or, or not suspended, but they held him out of play. Yeah, whatever the, the, the said, phrasing is. But he's the player, allegedly, that, you know, the smart deal is what Will Wade is caught on the federal wire, wiretap saying, and everyone is obviously connecting that to Javante Smart. And I think the fact that LSU held him out of competition would tell you that they think... Obviously, that was also about Javante Smart. Um, yeah, what a, a weird scene. A guy that is not playing because of a potential pay-for-play scandal is up on the ladder cutting down the nets. Yeah. Cheesing
0: yeah, it up. It's it's just a mess. And then the, la- the last part of the whole LSU thing is Nas Reed is now injured, I guess. Did you... I, I don't even know what the... Did they ever come out with... say what somebody the, said he got hit in the face in the game before. So was it like a concussion thing or was it... I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I... That as well, even he if you had Traymont Waters with a mystery illness for a couple games. Well, and I mean, even if these are if like that is a, even because obviously there is some innuendo in Kyle's voice there <laughs> <laughs> from the fact that you know this all comes out and then all of a sudden Nasri's sitting out. Like, how what, what do we make of that? Even if it is, he is completely on the up and up in LSU's eyes, he has an injury, right? So, like, is that going to affect the not SEC? At, yeah, they're not at I, full strength. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they're just a big old pot of mess right now, and I they're obviously interesting to watch. I do find it entertaining in the sense that some people are trying to categorize them as like, oh, they're the bad boys of the NCAA. Like you're going to, I saw someone tweet something to the effect of they're the team that everybody's going to root for because they, they're renegades or something. It's like, I don't no, think so. They're not really yeah. rene- They're not cool. They're yeah. not like Miami from uh, back yeah. in the day. They're not like the Miami football team that right. some people kind of have adopted. Like, yeah, the outlawment no, they're kind of just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> yes. If, 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 if all this stuff comes to bear on Will Wade and it goes beyond allegation, if what we believe or what we're seeing here uh, appears to be true is true, this is the dumbest, yes, cheating ever. The head coach getting on the phone talking about brokering deals like why is the head coach involved you done, like that's that's like the number one rule of cheating like yes. plausible deniability just for the it's head Rickatino. coach yeah exactly i never ever, ever. i uh <laughs> i don't know and the other thing is like these same fans right like chanting like fire our ad and free will wade and we love our you know allegedly cheating coach who cares what kind of pitchfork wielding massacre would they lead if John Calipari was, it oh, was, was, was Will Wade in the situation. Yeah. And at Kentucky, well, then no, nobody would be saying they're lovable or the lovable renegades or free John Calipari. Yeah. It would be burn them to the ground. Of course we knew they were cheating all along. This is a, you know, what a bunch of dirty cheats. Yep. And how bad is it? Like, so like the fact that the, that they're like cheering for it on their side is just hilarious. I mean, it's also speaks to fan, uh, culture i mean i guess i assume if 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 something like this did happen with at kentucky kentucky fans there'd be at least some yeah there would who would also say like we don't care we love our coach and our team and and it would be the reverse but look if your coach gets caught on a federal wiretap saying he's making good ass offers to players strong ass offers to players he should get fired (laughs) and like (laughs) that's it he's an idiot yep I mean, I'll say the same thing, I promise you. If that ever happens at Kentucky, I will absolutely call the person who is on that wiretap an idiot if that ever happens. Because if you, I mean, you have to be really dumb. You have to be so dumb to be discussing these things
0: on the telephone. Yeah. And as a head coach especially. All right, well, we'll wrap with an interesting comment from the NCAA selection chair about Zion Williamson that is stirring a lot of people up. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. John Calipari, Kyle, it's been a running joke for the past couple press conferences that he makes a point to remind everyone that Reed Travis has missed the last few games. And I feel like he's making that point and partially, in part because he wants to remind people that, hey, Our resume isn't as great. We might not have won at Tennessee, but we're doing it without a guy. And the guy who, the team that is currently doing it without a major player that everybody's talking about is Zion Williamson. And the NCAA selection chair this week, or this weekend, said that uh, they're going to factor in Zion Williamson's health into where they seed Duke.
1: Yeah, wanting to see where they, you know, how health does he play, how healthy does he look in the ACC tournament, which... Putting that out into the world certainly opens up a can of worms for uh, everybody. I mean, you know, people are going to, if Duke is a one seed now, people are going to say, this is ridiculous. Like, because the games happened. I mean, it does suck if a guy gets hurt, but like, the games happened. Yep. And I saw somebody made a really good point. How do you, let's say you're looking at North Carolina and you're you're going to, you're going to come out on whatever seed, you know, one or two seed Carolina gets on Selection Sunday and say, well, that's because look how strong their resume is. They beat Duke twice and they beat yada, yada, yada. Well, wait a minute. You can't give North Carolina credit for beating Duke without Zion while not penalizing Duke for losing to North Carolina Mm -hmm. without Zion. And by the way, you also have three other top ten players that are not hurt. You have Trey Jones, who everybody says is one of the best on-ball defenders in America and really runs that team. You have R.J. Barrett, who's the number two pick in the NBA draft, and Cam Reddish, who's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. Like, there's plenty there where you should still be competitive. And I mean, not that they haven't been competitive, but without Zion now, they've lost three games. Yep. They're three and three without Zion. Two of those two... Carolina and one to Virginia Tech. And they squeaked out a one point win over Wake Forest, yeah. a very bad Wake Forest team that is about to get Danny Manning fired. So, you know, it's crazy, but like after the way the season started, Kentucky and Duke in a blowout, they finished the regular season 26 and 5, 26 and 5.
0: Yeah, that is pretty wild.
1: And they both, they both lost to the, one of the top teams in their league without one of their best players.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and Kentucky lost one game without Reed Travis on the road at Tennessee. Yep. Um, and they've not been the same team without him. Like, so I, I, I get why Calipari keeps making this little joke because he knows, like, everybody's going to apologize for Duke for not having Zion, and no one is going to say, anything about reed travis being out for kentucky because it's not been a storyline much i mean yeah. nationally it's all anyone talks about nationally with duke well but at full strength they only have one loss yeah and and I, at full strength kentucky probably sweeps tennessee i mean you could make that i'm not saying probably i'm not saying that and that's my theory but you john calipari might make that yeah. argument they beat him by freaking 17 and led by 24 with him yeah uh I think they probably lose, but I think it's a close game in Knoxville if they have Reed Travis,
0: yeah, and the thing is it just opens up such a can of worms, kind of as you were saying there, like how many teams do have an injury at some point where there's a loss associated with that injury? I mean, well, look also at Michigan. The hypothetical
1: could extend to like what if they made this shot at the end of the game instead that that they missed? Yeah, how's that any different than yeah. like what if they had this player? Yeah. What if this guy, what if P.J. didn't get in foul trouble for, and missed the last eight minutes of the first half at Tennessee?
0: John Calipari should start making those. All minutes. the what ifs. He's <laughs> like,
1: well, according to my math, if you take away foul trouble for P.J., the injury to Reed, uh, uh, you know, if we played defense on the last shot at, against Seton Hall, uh, we've won 20 straight, 28 <laughs> straight games. So thank you for the number one overall seed. Yep. I mean, you can't, I don't think you can play this what if game. Yeah. I, now I think you. Here's where I think you. You sort of do, I, and I guess I maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. Here, but like when Cincinnati had Kenya Martin, and then he broke his leg right before the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but the thing now he's gone, that's, and you know that they are not the same team for the tournament. Yeah. Without him, and that's that's the inverse,
0: though, right? To where you're right. you are a different team now, and in theory, right. Duke is Duke and Kentucky are going to be back to what they were pre-injury to Reed Travis and right. Zion Williamson. And so, so I think
1: you I think you see them based on the results. I agree. You know, I think I think the results fair. just see, like speak for themselves.
0: Yep. Um, we didn't get a ton into bracketology. Uh, we mentioned Duke and Kentucky there. There's some interesting things that are going on right now in a lot of projections that we'll talk about on the next edition of the podcast so be sure to be subscribed so you get it immediately when it's put out until then be following along with us on twitter we are at locked on uk i'm at curtis birch b-u-r-c-h i'm at kyle tucker underscore a-t-h thanks again to skyline chili for sponsoring this edition of the show be sure to go buy a coney or two please rate review subscribe and most importantly share this with somebody else who would enjoy thanks so much for listening guys are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.
1: And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, I'm still hearing it. No? I thought it was still, still sounded funky. All right.
0: Go ahead.